This morning's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 42b through 48. Hear now this story anew. As Jesus moved forward, he faced smothering crowds. A woman was there who had been bleeding for 12 years. She had spent her entire livelihood on doctors, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the hem of his clothes, and at once her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When everyone denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are surrounding you and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she couldn't escape notice, she came trembling and fell before Jesus. In front of everyone, she explained why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Daughter, your faith has healed you, Jesus said. Go in peace. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Amen. In a crowded space, out in the open, Jesus is being swarmed by people. He had left for the night but returned to the area that morning, and news of his works had spread. Smothering. Did you hear that word? That's what this translation used. He was being smothered with people around him. And stop for a second, just stop for a second, and remember the last time you were in a big smothering crowd. Can you feel that? All these people surrounding and there for him. What did they want? What did they need? She wasn't sure she'd get to talk to him up close, but she had to try. She didn't know what to expect, but she had heard that he had been healing people and even heard that he had helped a man that day before get rid of demons or whatever was troubling him. She didn't know what to expect, but she had to try. This man was something special, she knew. <clears throat> so she reached out her hand. She touched the hem of his robe and was healed. Was it the touch itself that healed her? Was it her faith, as Jesus said? I think it was a little of both. Hi, everyone. I'm Pastor Kathy Sweeney, and I am here uh, as an associate pastor at Arapahoe United Methodist Church. Today, we're continuing our sermon, as Maggie said, of uh, resurrected faith. And we're talking about the human experience. We're talking about how faith intersects with our lives. Now, when I use the phrase human experience, what do you think I mean? Type that in the chat. What's a human experience? Certainly, some of you might be putting in that there are routine experiences, sleeping, eating. Kenton might have another uh, comment for that. But our story today is not routine, and it's not ordinary. This story is about one woman's physical pain, very human experience, and her experience to go wherever this man, wherever this man is, who is said can help her. So among the many, many humans in this story, two people stand out, the woman and Jesus. And what connects them is touch. 
through which the power of love flows and heals. Except today, what I want to do is bring this story into our current world. Pastor Eliana is here to share her experiences from Easter Sunday when she and several others went from the North Texas Conference of the United Methodist Church, went to the Dallas Convention Center visiting the young boys who are staying there as they wait to connect with family around the area. She's going to be sharing with us, and I'll just be asking her questions and prompting her along. So welcome, Eliana. Hi. Glad you're here. So glad to be here. So this isn't the first time you've been involved with asylum seekers or anything else. You were, you were involved at the border itself, right? Yes. Um, back in 2018, um, a group of other United Methodist clergy um, and other interfaith leaders um, of Dallas went to Tornillo, which is southeast of El Paso. Um, and there about 400 young boys and young girls from ages 12 to 17 were there. Um, and we, of course, joined to help bring some sort of relief and a, a sense of hope. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we talked earlier, you mm -hmm. said that that wasn't really a great experience that made you a little worried about what, what might happen in Dallas. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was a little earth-shattering. Um, it was so heavy. Mm -hmm. um, the conditions that these children, I mean teens, but really children were in, um, their sleeping arrangements, they were sleeping in tents. I mean, it was called Tent City. Um, but they had these silver blankets and... Um, the atmosphere was so rigid, so militaristic. Um, there were border patrol there, um, and it, it was just a heavy atmosphere. So when you got the call for, uh, to come to the North Texas for, for this worship service at the Dallas Convention Center, um, you were kind of worried about that a little bit, right? What kind of thoughts did you have? Yeah, I mean, I... I didn't want for our home city, right? Our, mm. our, where we are, um, I didn't want to think that our home could treat these teens, um, now these boys, about 2,400 young boys, ages 12 to 17, um, with, with such harsh way, um, I, you know, I left Tornillo really heartbroken, and I, I really hoped that this would be a different experience for him. Yeah, and was it? Oh, hands down. Yes, definitely. I mean, um, truly, there, there was still some hesitancy, um, and there were still some, you know, heartbrokenness that we experienced seeing these boys, knowing their journey, knowing how far they have traveled, um, and, and most of them coming from Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. Um, but the fact that they were in pods, in groups of about 10 or 15 or so, but they, they were sleeping in cots mm -hmm. and with real mm. sheets. I mean, real blankets. It, it was heartwarming, and I was really glad and praising the city of Dallas. <laughs> um, but there was so much dignity. Yeah. Yeah. So much dignity. I'm so glad. So you're there with, with other church uh, clergy and worship team members, and you were there to share a worship service, mm -hmm. right? So, so did the children understand what was happening there? Um, 
they were trying to figure it out at first, right? They were asking questions and um, they saw all of our instruments. And when they finally got wind of who we were and what we were there to do, that we were um, pastors and other faith leaders of North Texas, I mean, you should have heard, like, I wish you all could have heard, I mean, the voices of these boys running up and down the entire convention center saying, son pastores, son pastores, they're pastors, they're pastors. And the moment, the moment that they found out what we were there to do, they didn't hesitate, went up and definitely, definitely started asking for prayer. And that's when you were swarmed. Yes. <laughs> you were swarmed. Yes. So you... You were you prayed for them, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, we uh, again, we were swarmed. I mean, two thousand four hundred young boys. I mean, they would come up to us. Sometimes they wouldn't even say a word, um, but just their stance. You knew, and we knew that they were ready to receive mm. prayers. Some of them asking for prayers not only for themselves but for their family members. And I mean, it, it was so powerful, almost as if there was a sense of urgency. I mean, like if it was a lifeline for them. Gosh, what great faith. What, uh, that's wonderful. So after the prayers, what did you notice? Oh, after we began to pray with them and what not um, looks of, you know, brokenheartedness and, and of defeat changed into um, just joyful looks. Like, you saw smiles on these faces, and we even asked ourselves, like, when was the last time that this young boy maybe smiled? Mm. You know, and, and it was just such a powerful experience to know that these young children um, forced to grow up so fast were right. finally now able to have a breath of relief. But still children. But still children. Yeah, yeah. So once everything was set up mm -hmm. and worship had started and, and Pastor Owen had um, shared his message, then you handed out cards and crayons for them, right? <laughs> and they were writing out their prayers. I see you have some of those and you're going to yeah. share those with us. So would you mind reading those and then I'll read them in, in English? Of course, I'd love to. Um, so the first one reads, Le pedimos que ore por todos y que ore por mí que todo me vaya muy bien y que ore por los que tienen COVID. I ask prayers for everyone that is here, for myself, that everything may go well, and for those who have COVID. The second one is from Anderson. Anderson. Dios, te pido por todos los que estamos aquí, porque tú eres el Todopoderoso. Yo te doy gracias porque tú sabes que venimos aquí en este país y te digo porque quiero cambiar y quiero que me cuides porque en ti yo sé que tú me vas a dar fuerza y con esto que te estoy pidiendo por todos aquellos quiero que me cuides a mi mamá porque ella está esperando un bebé. Quiero que los protejas de todo mal. Y a mi papá, yo sé que casi estoy con ellos, con mis hermanos. Gracias. God, I want to ask you for all of us that are here, because you are the Almighty. I give you thanks, 
because you know that we come to this country and why. I tell you because I want to change and I want you to take care of me. I believe you will give me strength. Please take care of my mom because she is expecting a baby. Please protect her, the baby, and my dad. I know that I'm almost with them and my siblings. Thank you. The third one. Padre mío, tú eres mi esperanza. Tú me guías. Tú me proteges. Tú me cuidas. Señor, tú vives por los siglos de los siglos. Amén. Father, you are mine and you are my hope. You guide me and you protect me. You take care of me, God. You live forever and ever. Amen. And um, the last one, Cesar Yair. Estoy aquí sabiendo que no lo hice solo y agradecido con Dios. Sin embargo, quiero que oren por mi bisabuela Concepción, mi abuela Juana y mi dulce madre Verónica y por cada migrante que viene en ese camino en busca del sueño americano y deseo que cumpla su meta de corazón gracias I am here knowing that I didn't do this on my own and I am thankful to God I would like to ask for prayer for my great grandmother Concepcion and my grandma Juana and my sweet mother Veronica also for every immigrant that is traveling this journey to find the American dream. From the bottom of my heart, I wish that they reach their goal. Thank you. Those are really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as you were taking these cards out to, mm -hmm. to, uh, for them to use in, uh, their crafts and write these down, um, you shared last week one story with us and with me um, about one particular boy. Do you remember it? Yes. Will you share it now? Yeah, of course. I awesome. um, would love to. Um, so, again, Pastor Owen was finished with this message, and um, I had the opportunity to go out into this crowd. I mean, this crowd of boys. Um, I had one hand full, I mean, jam-packed full of index cards and one with four boxes of crayons. I didn't, I see, I've been in children's ministry for a really long time in youth ministry, and I didn't know I could handle that many crayons and cards at the same time until that day. And, and I just saw little tiny hands around me. I was swarmed, tiny, tiny little hands getting these index cards, getting these crayons. And so I, I, I was aware of all these little bodies and these little hands coming at me. But at one point I was stunned um, because that day um, I had my hair down and it was Easter. And so I had Big old beautiful curls, you know, and it, I, I love doing my hair. Um, and so all of a sudden, I'm sitting here, you know, I see these little hands coming, and I just feel the tiniest hand 
but I mean such a gentle touch run from the back of my head um, down, just down. And then I felt a little like play and, and tug with one of my little curls um, at the end. And, and, and I, I, for a whole second, you know, my husband, Juan, who's also a pastor, went. Um, I thought it was him for a minute just because that touch was so tender. Um, but I turned around. And the moment that I turned around, it was a young boy, maybe about 12 or 13, really short, really thin, beautiful, beautiful, oh gosh, big brown eyes, like curly, like curly hair, like really, really tight curls. And when I turned around to see him, I mean, time stopped. Because it, it, froze. Yeah. it froze. Mm -hmm. It froze. I froze. Because all of a sudden, I mean, he just began sobbing and wailing. And I mean, it was loud and it was so impactful. And when I looked at him, and when he was crying, all he could utter, I mean, I'm, I'm getting chills thinking about it, but all he could utter was, extraño a mi mamá. Extraño a mi mamá y deseo un abrazo. Which means I, I miss my mom. I miss my mom and I long for a hug. So how do you respond to that? You couldn't touch him. No, I couldn't. I mean, we had um, we had orders. Um, one of the rules was that we couldn't lay hands on the boys. We couldn't touch them. We couldn't hug them. We couldn't hold them. Um, so it's difficult because I'm a hugger. I want to hug everybody and I want to hold everybody. Um, and I couldn't do that. Um, I couldn't give this little boy one of the things that he desired the most. And at that moment, all I could do was, was pray with him. There was nothing else I could do because it, at that moment, it, it wasn't about me. You know, and, and like the story, like the scripture that we read, I mean, I'm not Jesus. Right, but, but thinking of that woman, you know, in, in Spanish, si tan solo tocar el borde de su manto, si tan solo, if only I could touch, you know, and, and so knowing that that young boy just desired that warmth, you know, I know that the only way that he could feel this warmth and feel the love was through the love of God and through prayer. So will you share that prayer with us? Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I extended my hands and I just prayed. Dios de amor. God of love. Bendícelos. Bless them. Derrama de tu paz. Pour out your peace. Y cuídalos. And comfort them. 
Dios de amor, God of love, bendícelos, bless them, derrama de tu paz, pour out your peace, y consuélalos, and comfort them. Dios de amor, God of love, bendícelos, bless them, derrama de tu paz, pour out your peace, y consuélalos, and comfort them. Amen. Eliana, thank you. Such a powerful story that, that really talks about and shares the incarnation theology that we've shared before. This is truly Jesus on earth. When we ask the question about where did you see Christ today, we see them in the, in the, in the eyes and in the hands and in the wails, in, in all of these uh, feelings and emotions of those children and the pastors. That's a very human experience, friends. The truth of the matter is that in the midst of all of this chaos, in the chaotic convention center, a hand reached out by a young boy who needed healing and comfort. And knowing that this team of pastors was there to bring hope of the resurrected Christ. He reached out his hand to the only person that he thought could help him at that time, Eliana, who shared the only power she knew to give for that help, the power of love through prayer. Two humans intersecting into one human experience, transformed by faith and love. So not everyone is going to get to go down to the Dallas Convention Center to be with the immigrant boys, but let's be honest. Do we really have to go that far? Can't we look just outside our, our home windows or outside the church walls? The human experience is, in fact, happening all around us with those who are helping to deliver food to seniors through the network of community ministries or those who are preparing food boxes for Austin Street, or those who are delivering food boxes from the North Texas Food Bank at Dobie Pre-K twice a month. Soon, when our building is open again, we'll resume our, our ministry with Justice for Our Neighbors, where individuals come and we host families seeking legal help for their immigration problems that they're having. They come and share a meal. They come and get legal uh, experience from uh, the attorneys, they come and we play with their children and help them with their homework and tutor them. Very human needs, cared for by very human hands. So friends, I'm here to tell you that when we resurrect our faith, focusing on that human experience, we'll encounter this every time. We'll encounter humans interacting with human experiences being transformed by love and faith. May it ever be so. Amen.